Hey guys, it's Abdul for the good folks over at Leon Tailoring, 809 North Delaware in downtown Indianapolis. Get over to Leon Tailoring for that young person who graduated. Congratulations, by the way. And make sure they've got the clothes for that big job interview. Hey, the economy may be good, but you still got to dress for success. And Leon Tailoring, they can help your young person do that with the professional wardrobe and attire that they need. And so all those years of college and getting a degree do not go to waste. So Leon Tailoring, the perfect place to get your young professional off to that start in the world of work. Leon Tailoring, 809 North Delaware in downtown Indianapolis. Well, as it is Labor Day weekend, we thought we'd talk a few minutes and talk to our good friends in the business community, see how labor's treating them and how they're treating labor and all the other uh, things impacting business these days. So join us on the news lines, our good friend Kevin Brandinger of the State Chamber of Commerce. Kevin, my friend, how are you doing? Always good to talk to you, sir. Uh, we're doing fantastic. Thanks, Abdul. It's always great to visit with you and your listeners. Uh, so how is business uh, being treated in Indiana these days? Um, generally, business is doing well. Uh, you know, the inflationary pressures are, are real and, and making things difficult, particularly for smaller businesses. And um, along with, you know, fuel prices, um, I heard a piece earlier this week about, you know, costing 150 uh, or no, $1,500, excuse me, let me get the decimal point right, um, to fill up a diesel truck. And, that, you know, that's impacting the cost of everything that uh, and that's most everything that gets delivered by truck uh, around this country and uh, and that while gas prices are trickling down um, diesel prices are staying up and that's it's a real concern uh, and so uh, everyone's anxiously watching uh, I know there's a labor report coming out tomorrow and uh, watching what the Fed is doing to address the high interest rates and um, the business community in particular is watching that very carefully. Uh, what any particular uh, area of business that's, that's particularly impacted by the inflationary pressures? Is it is it agriculture? Is it food? Is it retail? Or is it just is it manufacturing? Is it just everybody? Well, everybody, particularly those that have um, goods or products. Um, parts and things, raw materials that are delivered, um, you know, by truck or or even you know even rail, their their fuel costs are up as well. Um, and then you've got the challenges in the airline industry with uh, having enough staffing pilots, in particular, to uh, meet the demand, the travel demands, as as people are going back to traveling as the pandemic has um, calmed down a bit. Kevin Renegar with, with us with the State Chamber of Commerce. We're talking about sort of inflation and uh, sort of the economy and the whole nine yards. Uh, Kevin, I know uh, there have been a lot of businesses, particularly retail, have been dealing with uh, worker shortages. I was, mm-hmm. at a, I was in a regular, one regular coffee shop earlier this week, and it took forever to, to get waited on uh, because they just didn't have the people. Well, are you sure it was that and not just that it was you? Well, I, th- I think it was probably a little bit of me, too, so... <laughs> <laughs> no, we're in, you know, we can't find people. We can't find people with the skills we need. Uh, there's roughly uh, two jobs available for each one person looking for work in Indiana currently. That's a problem. The, the unemployment rate remains at historic lows. And one of the things that's interesting that I've come across um, earlier this summer was, you know, we, we hear the traditional unemployment rate and labor force participation rate as one number. Uh, each, but uh, it's really interesting when you break that down by education level. Um, The unemployment rate for those with college degrees is less than 1%, uh, and for those with less than a high school diploma, it's over 7%. But what really particularly strikes me is that if you look at the workforce participation rate by education level, um, over 70% of those with college degrees 
are uh, in the workforce, barely 50% of those with um, just a high school diploma, and um, right around 40% of those without a high school diploma are in the workforce, meaning 60% of them are not in the workforce. Um, so we've really got a skills challenge um, and, a, and what we, we're calling a leaking talent pipeline um, to lift up the skills of these individuals so that they can uh, command jobs with higher wages that make them more interested and more incentive to um, to get up and go to work and, and have you know enough of a wage to uh, pay for child care and, and the, the, the cost of getting to work rather than staying on the sidelines. And it's interesting you bring that up uh, because one thing I notice is with a lot of the a lot of the job announcements that the governor and the Department of uh, Commerce have been announcing lately, these are sort of high-skilled, high-tech jobs. My question mm-hmm. has always been, does Indiana have the workforce to fill these positions? Well, and that remains to be seen. And um, that, um, you know, could end up being a concern, and that's why we need to be so laser focused in the chamber's view uh, in this coming legislative session uh, and really legislative sessions on uh, lifting up the skills of our adult workforce, better preparing our uh, youth for um, life after high school and, and, and drive the, the understanding that, that some post-secondary education, whether it's full-blown college degrees or whether it's um, you know, industry recognized certificates, uh, specialized training, et cetera, uh, is going to be necessary for the world of work here in the 21st century uh, because we are very much in a talent driven economy. And right now, Indiana's behind the curve compared to some of the states we compete with. And it would be a shame for us not to uh, be able to fully leverage this wonderful business climate that we've created and the chamber has been very involved in creating over the last 20 years and then but then be held up by uh, an insufficient workforce. It would be fair to say, Kevin, and like I said, correct me if you think that, if you think this analogy doesn't work, but Indiana has a great workforce uh, environment. The only thing missing is the workforce. Well, we have a great business um, climate and environment. Um, and um, I don't know why I'd say it's missing, but but we're we're l- lagging in the percentage of our adult population that has a post-secondary degree or credential. We we we've come a long way in the last ten years, but we're still ranked 37th based on the latest data, um, and so we are not as competitive in that uh, important area as um, other states and states that we compete directly with. And uh, when you talk to your, to your, to your members of your, of your organization, like I said, whether northern, southern, central Indiana, east, west, you know, Gary or, or Jeffersonville, you name it, what, are the, what do they say is the reason why people just aren't, Indiana just isn't, is, is, is lagging? Is it just people have, have this sort of mindset that, hey, I can graduate from high school and that's it, or, or they don't finish school, or, or what's going on out there? What, what are you hearing? Well, I think it's, it's rooted in our traditional, um, you know, agriculture and manufacturing um, basis of our of our state. Where, you know, when I, when I mean, when I came out of high school, if you had, you know, a, a strong back and and a will to get up and go to work, you could find a, a living wage job in, in manufacturing or agriculture or elsewhere. Um, and so we've we've had further to come. 
along um, to move towards um, an economy that is, you know, more based on what you can do with your mind than what you can do with your back. Uh, so we've had some catching up to do there. Um, and frankly, we just haven't been producing um, uh, enough kids that are that are ready uh, to go on to post-secondary training. Um, we have a we, we have a cultural problem of you know of that sort of activity not being valued high enough. And there's some recent surveys saying as uh, you know many as 60 percent Hoosiers say that a college education isn't worth what it what it once was. And a disconnect between what um, Hoosier workers think they need uh, in terms of education skills to acquire, to have a, uh, we used the the term in our survey last year, a thriving um, lifestyle. Uh, And uh, fully a third of them said that you only need a high school diploma. But um, in a national survey of job openings um, last year, um, the all but one percent of the job openings nationally required more than a high school diploma. So we've got a disconnect there. Uh, we need to do a better job of preparing our kids. It's it's in our view criminal that seventy um, percent uh, of our third through eighth graders in Indiana were not proficient in both math and English portions of the iLearn assessment, which is our, our assessment to state standards. And the proficiency levels, the cut scores, are established by Indiana teachers based on what students need to achieve to be able to successfully move on to the next grade level. So, again, we're calling it the Indiana's leaking talent pipeline, and um, that, that's going to be uh, priority number one, two, and three for the chamber um, in the coming years, uh, because that's going to determine uh, the success of our state and um, our citizenry. Our guests on the program today is our good friend Kevin Brenger, the head of the Indiana State Chamber of Commerce, sort of talking about uh, the, the state of labor and, and sort of uh, Indiana's workforce and other challenges facing uh, Indiana businesses. Uh, Kevin, I want to go back a couple weeks ago. Uh, the Chamber launched uh, its online workforce center mm-hmm. uh, with live customer service help to help Hoosiers employers and individuals sort of identify uh, sort of an access or where they can get education programs and training, sort of help maybe training sort of plug programs. plug plug those leaks in the, in the talent pipeline. Tell us a little bit about that, if you could. Yes, it's called the Talent um, Talent Resource Navigator. It is a, a one-stop shop um, aggregation of uh, training and talent development programs, including uh, state and federal government programs, post-secondary programs, uh, private sector training, philanthropy, et cetera. Uh, and it, it came out of the recognition that um, many businesses want to help their employees skill up. We have individuals uh, that are um, you know, out in the workforce who recognize that they need to enhance their skills. They need to get a degree or uh, some sort of certification um, to better themselves and, and better their lives. But they don't necessarily know where to find them. And, um, you know, in some cases, some businesses don't really want to deal with government, uh, but they're willing to work with a recognized brand like the Indiana Chamber of Commerce. Uh, And even if they do uh, want to access one of the government or post-secondary programs, they don't necessarily know what door to go into to find it. And so we've aggregated nearly 600 um, training programs and resources 
um, in, in one very easily searchable um, website called the Talent Resource Navigator. But rather than just have a static website and hope that it gets people where they need to go, uh, we're staffing it with consultants um, who can come right alongside uh, those individuals or those employers that are looking for this assistance and to help them find it in the most effective and efficient way possible. You know, it's interesting because uh, you and I have talked about this before. Uh, sort of the, the Indiana has a, has a ton of hodgepodge sort of worker training, re-education, mm-hmm. uh, skills upgrading programs, but there was ever sort of one place you could go and like you know find them all. Well, now we have that with the uh, Talent Resource Navigator, and uh, it's a uh, it's under the uh, Chambers nonprofit. Um, related subsidiary, the Institute for Workforce Excellence. Uh, and we are grateful to the Lilly Endowment, uh, who's provided the, the largest portion of funding for us to put this together. It's been a real labor of love over the last almost two years now, um, getting this put together. And uh, we are glad to be able to launch it. It also has a Spanish component, and we'll be looking to add other languages um, for folks so that the information is presented to them in their language. And uh, we're very, very excited about it. We're doing uh, webinars to uh, teach people uh, how to use it and how to uh, do their searches efficiently. And we'll be going out and doing uh, regional convenings here in the coming weeks uh, to take this on the road and to raise awareness and uh, to help people uh, know how to use it so that they can find uh, the training and the programs they need to upskill themselves. Kevin Branniger, the State Chamber of Commerce, with us for a few more minutes on the program today. Uh, Kevin, one of the things that I've noticed, I want to get your, your thoughts on this, is it seems like Indiana does a really good job bringing you know big employers, really big, big really big businesses to the state, but sometimes it seems that Indiana may be somewhat lacking in maybe sort of developing, you know, small to medium-sized businesses so they can grow into those big businesses. But what, help us out here with that. Well, um, in, in fairness to, to um, the IEDC, they do focus substantially on assisting businesses that are already here uh, grow and develop both, you know, small to medium and medium, medium to large um, but one of the, the the things that's holding us back is again this um, adult educational attainment. Uh, we think that contributes directly to lower per capita personal income, poor health metrics, uh, because lower educated folks tend to be where the smokers are and and more of the obese folks, et cetera. And um, you have you know we rank in the bottom five states in terms of new business startups and entrepreneurism. And a lot of that has to do with the fact that, um, you know, our citizenry isn't as, as well-educated and, and as well-advanced. And um, so you can't necessarily expect, um, you know, to find the person that's going to start the next Microsoft or Google or Salesforce or Lilly um, uh, if, if they haven't had a, a higher level of educational attainment. Uh, Kevin, uh, a couple of quick questions before I let you go here. I um, appreciate you being with us today. Uh, any worry or concern, any worry or concern uh, that some of the cultural issues that have sort of dominated the news here in Indiana may impact or negatively impact uh, business coming to Indiana or growing in Indiana? I don't know about businesses so much, but I, we hear from some of our members that are concerned about their ability to attract um, highly, more higher educated, uh, talented uh, individuals. Uh, I had a, a member just earlier this week um, who has uh, facilities in 
um, multiple states say that they they expect that some of the people they recruit will um, will say, you know, we are interested in coming to work for your company, but could we work in an office in another state? Um, and uh, and so we have to see how that plays out. But definitely those are concerns are there. But we certainly, from from the business perspective, we have a great business climate, uh, one of the best. We have uh, experienced net in-migration and more so than any other state in the Midwest. So we have a lot of things going for us. Uh, but from our perspective, it's um, plugging the holes in our leaky talent pipeline and hopefully moving away from uh, and making that the focus and that the priority uh, and moving away from some of these other what some people refer to as fringe issues or social issues uh, and getting back focused on the things that are really going to make a difference for the state of Indiana, for the people of Indiana, and, and make our state as competitive as it can possibly be. Uh, Kevin, final question for you. Any idea uh, what you folks are going to be focusing on when lawmakers come back in January? <laughs> well, it's everything we've been talking about. <laughs> Um, for sure, and, and not that there there won't be important issues outside of um, the education and workforce, and we know there's a tax issue um, that we're working on having to do with the state and local tax uh, deduction. Uh, the 21st Century Energy uh, Task Force Commission has uh, had a meeting earlier this week, and, and we're, we're focusing on that very very carefully. Electric vehicles, um, the possibility of a, a Ready 2.0 program for quality of place uh, initiatives which you know helps with that talent attraction and retainment and so uh, we'll we'll have plenty to do in this very very important um long session of the general assembly come january all right well our guest on the program today has been our good friend kevin brandegar state chamber of commerce kevin my friend as always sir thank you very much for being with us you have yourself a good labor day my friend you too take care and i hope uh, you can get that uh, coffee that you're looking <laughs> for i shall be so lucky <laughs> This podcast was produced and edited by Chris Spangle and Leaders and Legends, LLC. If you're interested in starting a podcast or taking yours to the next level, please contact us at leadersandlegends.net.